Hi, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Alex Wind. I just turned 17 years old yesterday, and uh, I have a few apps on the App Store and just released <laughs> my first game. Um, you know, congratulations. Happy birthday, man. Um, so, so you were 16 when you did this game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. I think, I think it's interesting cause I'm, I'm like interviewing all these, um, I guess, um, high schoolers or, you know, whatever, like teenagers just looking to do mobile games, which is exciting. Um, is this, so, um, why don't, for the audience out there, what games have you done or what game have you done? Um, I released a new app called, uh, Fuzz Blast on May 1st. And what's that about? It's a physics based puzzle game. Uh, that uses the device's built-in accelerometer, yeah. and uh, it was built using the Corona SDK. Great. And is this is that your first app then, or have you done other apps? Um, I've got four other apps on the App Store right now, but uh, they're all pretty basic. One of them's a mosquito noise app, <laughs> and uh, I have a one rep max calculator, which uh, calculates stuff for weightlifting and things like that. Nice. And what language were those done in? Uh, those were all done in Objective-C okay, using okay. Xcode. And so how long ago did you release the first app? Um, over a year ago, actually. So you released the first app. Are, are they all free or are they, is there a price for them or what's? Um, I have a couple free and then a couple paid versions of each. And what's been your most popular app so far? Uh, the Mosquito Premium by far. Okay, and so what, do, what exactly is that app? <laughs> like... um, well, a mosquito noise, it's a high-frequency tone that only certain age groups can hear. Yeah. And uh, it's just really, really irritating. And uh, just an app that you select your age group that you want to mess with, <laughs> and then it'll play a really annoying sound that only they can hear. <laughs> but... Does that does that only affect women or does it affect guys too? Uh, it affects men too. Wow! And um, and how much does that app cost? Uh, ninety nine cents. And um, can you share uh, how many copies you've sold? Or um, the free version has had uh, a little over forty thousand downloads. Nice. And uh, off the top of my head, I'm not really sure about the paid version, but uh, it's been about. 200 a month nice. nice um that's exciting man congratulations um how did you feel so in a way you're you kind of have this nice side job where you're not really flipping burgers but you're making apps and i mean it's it's bringing in an interesting amount of income <clears throat> yeah um was that your first app the mosquito one or was like what what app was that uh that was my first one it was actually uh based off of a youtube tutorial as as great as that sounds. Yeah. And what's the difference between the free version and the paid version? Um, the free version has a Apple iAd in the bottom of it, and gotcha, you can gotcha. only target two age groups instead of five. Okay. So are you making enough from the ads, or are the ads bringing in more money than the actual sales? Um, the sales definitely bring in more money. Cool. So you released that app... Um, the Mosquito app, uh, how did you feel when you got your first sale? Um, I was really excited with it, actually. My first month, I uh, profited over $400 from it. 
yeah. So what did you think? Like at that point, what were your thoughts? Because because what inspired you to get into the mobile app space in the first place? Like why not develop apps or stuff for the web or for Flash or something else? What's the difference? Uh, that's funny that you say that. Actually, um, I got my start back when I was twelve. I was playing Counter Strike on the computer. I was pretty big into that, and uh, I started developing levels for it with my friends. And, uh, you know, we ran our own clan and all that cool stuff and uh, ended up making a website for our group. And then I just started uh, picking up, you know, freelance odd jobs doing web design and graphic design and stuff like that. And uh, it moved into web applications. And uh, I made a web app called Glucolog, which uh, lets type 1 diabetics uh, store their blood sugars and stuff like that. And then I just kind of got interested in iPhones once I got my own. And I don't know, kind of ended up here. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the thing about the thing iPhone is it's it's much more difficult to develop for the iPhone the web, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I found out. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you handle that? Um, I don't know, just kind of started learning. And uh, after I learned a little bit of Objective-C, I kind of got turned off from it. And took a break for a little while, and then I found Corona, and uh, got a subscription for that, and have been doing great with it ever since. How did you find Corona? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. Just probably on Google somewhere, <laughs> just looking around. <laughs> did you use um, Game Salad? Uh, no, I've read about it, but I've never downloaded it or used it or anything. Um. Okay, so you you were developing apps. You all of a sudden found Corona. You know what's interesting is that a lot of people, once they're already established with their with a, with a certain platform like Objective C or something else, they um they don't want to learn new tools. So why did you even? What convinced you to actually want to change and say, hey, even though I've, I've already succeeded with using C or Objective-C and stuff like that, I'm going to try Corona? Because Corona is in a different language. It uses Lua. Yeah. Um, the apps that I had made using Objective-C weren't very complicated. They just, you know, click a button, play a sound kind of yeah. thing. And uh, Objective-C was just really difficult to learn. And, uh, you know, Lua is pretty similar to... JavaScript in a few ways, you know, something that I've had a lot of experience with. So uh, it just kind of felt natural to me. Okay. Um, so you pick up Corona. What was the first thing you did? How did you get through the learning curve? And when did you realize that Corona could actually help you make more interesting apps? Um, just documentation section on their website, pretty much. Okay. And um, so you played around with Corona what game did you decide to make? I mean, I know you mentioned it at the beginning, but how did you come across um, making that type of game? And for the audience out there, can you let them know what game that was? Um, I was kind of inspired a little bit by a popular app called Bubble Ball. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> which was built in Corona. And uh, I've always liked Angry Birds and things like that. And uh, I just sort of combined the two. And uh, felt like experimenting with the accelerometer, and I just kind of, you know, my idea evolved as I built it. Now, um, are you more into physics games, or are you into more MMO type games or social type of games? Um, 
I'm a big Xbox player, so uh, I'd like to go into 3D, maybe first-person shooter or uh, you know racing-type games or even an RPG game. Anything, really. Yeah. Um, okay, so you decide to make this game. How long did it take to finally make the game? Um, just about two months from when I first downloaded Corona. I had a game uploaded to the App Store. And how did, um, were there any challenges while you're developing the game? Um, just challenges like, you know, a learning curve mainly. Yeah. But other, after that, it was really smooth then. Yeah. After that, everything was pretty smooth. I mean, I just kind of built it and, uh, the longest part actually wasn't the programming. It was the GUI design and the level design because, it's got 45 levels in it, which you know, it took a while to make one after the other. Yeah. Well, so did you do user testing while you're developing it? And did you have anyone else help you out? Like, have you had any other people help you out with any of these apps? Um, no, it's been just me, um, except for my friend Reggie Froome, who I've known through school for a while. He helped me with the audio, like uh, the music and sound effects right at the end, right before I was ready to release it on the App Store. And, um, okay, so, so you release it on the App Store. Did you decide to release it for free, or what was the pricing model this time? Um, I decided to release it for $0.99, cents, and then there's a HD iPad version for $1.99 as well. How, yeah, have you been, um, so how are the sales of the iPhone version versus the iPad version? Um, there's probably about five times as many sales off of the iPhone version right now. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, you know, one issue that people mention is that it's very hard to get discovered. Um, you mentioned your Mosquito app has actually been downloaded, you know, a decent amount of times. How, how do you get discovery? How do you get promoted? You know? um, honestly, with my Mosquito application, I didn't market or promote it at all. Okay. It was just that it was so unique that it kind of rose. <laughs> um, actually, it wasn't very unique at all. There's... Oh. There's probably 50 to 100 mosquito applications up by, up by now, and uh, well, were I, you one of the first, or was it? Um, at the time when I uploaded it, there were maybe like nine others. Yeah. So how did you stand out then? How did you get exposure? I mean, um, to be honest with you, uh, I'm really not sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, people people just buy it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, just finding it on the app store pretty randomly i guess and how well what about this game now how are you going to or what are you doing to get more exposure for it um i'm having reviews of it done you know interviews like we are right now yeah, yeah. um a little bit of facebook advertising um uh, putting it on getjar and a couple other sites like that in terms of facebook advertising what are you exactly doing um just a facebook ad in the sidebar um I've limited the budget to only like $30 a day, but um, I don't know. Their, their click-through rates are kind of expensive. Yeah, so have you, have you actually found that to work? I mean, $30 a day is a large budget for... Yeah, yeah it is. So uh, why not restrict it to like 5 bucks or like... Yeah, yeah um, I don't know. It's funny that you say that. I was actually thinking about pausing it for a little while and yeah. seeing yeah. how it affects my sales. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about sales. How are sales of this versus the Mosquito app? Um, 
this definitely had a strong start. It's had uh, a couple hundred downloads since May 1st. I think around 200 or so. Oh, nice. Which, uh, <laughs> definitely beat out the Mosquito for its first month. And how is that? How are you getting exposure on this? I mean, I know you mentioned that trying to get reviews, doing interviews, but still, that's because I because I've talked to other indie developers who are doing iPhone stuff, and some of them it's extremely difficult to um, even get a few hundred, I guess, paid downloads each month. Or maybe that's the norm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just that I've seen people that are like, oh, it's really hard to get exposure, and they've had good games. Yeah. So. Um. I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm. I'm not a marketing expert yet, but uh, I haven't really been yeah. doing too much in terms of marketing. But you know, the other issue is that if you've got a thirty-dollar budget on Facebook, that means you're losing money at this point. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, what are you going to do differently? Like, and why? Um, why didn't you just test it out at like a dollar? You know, yeah. do do a dollar, do one cent CPMs. I I did for my. Uh, first couple of days I, I set it to like three dollars um and got around like eighty thousand impressions and i upped it a little bit because uh i just set myself with like a 150 fifty dollar facebook budget just to start out with and just try yeah so um it's only been at thirty dollars right now for about two days since you can go in and update it at any time oh yeah yeah um yeah well what are other marketing ways you're going to do it you know I don't know if you play any of the games on Flash portals, but what about marketing there? Or do you think, I mean, what do you think are other venues where you can market? Um, other app store sites like um, getjar.com. Do you think that Getjar is actually going to be useful for iTunes or iPhone apps? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. It's kind of early to tell yet. Yeah. But uh, I figured, you know, can't hurt giving it a try. You know, giving it a try. And since Corona's cross-platform, are you going to release on Android? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm planning on releasing for Android in about a week or two. Um, what's the holdup? Why can't it be faster? Is there something additional you need to do for the Android version, or? Um, well, for one, I don't own an Android phone. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, then there's other this SDK stuff that you have to register for and set up and uh, set up Google Checkout with a merchant account and just. Stuff like that. Well, on Android, are you going to just give it away for free and maybe just have ads in there, or are you going to try to charge? Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do. I'd like to come out with a free version for iPhone as well, yeah. and yeah. Uh, just put ads in it. You know, just try to maximize my profit as much as I can. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about your friends? Uh, what What do they think of this game? Have they been able to play this game or check it out? Um, yeah, a lot of my friends think it's, you know, pretty cool what I'm doing. Um, you know, my close friends, I've, you know, been letting them demo it and, you know, give me input and suggestions and advice, you know, since, you know, before it was even finished being built. And are they excited to, um, do they want to get into game design then or game development or make their own apps or what? Uh, um, actually, I've had, you know, probably five to ten people you know, get actually pretty interested in it and uh, download tools like Corona and Xcode on their computers and actually give it a shot. That's awesome. Yeah. And are these people normally developers or are they just inspired by what you're doing? Uh, just people that like what I'm doing and, 
you know, are just good with computers or, you know, like computers or, you know, video games, anything like that. Has has anyone asked to join your own studio or to work with you to actually get yeah. the next app out? Yeah, I've I've had a few people ask me, but um, I'm not really interested in partnering up with anybody right now. And why is that? Because usually, you know, you, you see some of the bigger companies, like they're started by two people instead of one. Yeah. You know, um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, the, the programming that I'm, you know, doing with Corona isn't too intensive where I just really need another developer. Yeah. And uh, I kind of feel like working with another person would just complicate things for like me. From a know, business with, point of view and all that other stuff. Then. With the workflow and then... That's just somebody else that I have to, you know, pay. Well, do you have to pay them or can you just give them uh, like an equity stake, like 1% yeah. or 5%? Yeah, I mean, you know, same thing, but it, it would just complicate the workflow of, you know, building an app. And I, I enjoy my creative freedom that I have right yeah. now. What about having someone that just handles the marketing side? Or do you feel that you need you should do that anyways yourself? Like, um, that's something I have been interested in, but I don't really have the uh, money available to like hire somebody right now. Yeah. Well, but, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's something that I've been pretty interested in doing. I, I need to work on releasing press releases and things like that. And for the summer, is this going to be your like internship or what's the deal like? Because I know there are going to be other students who are looking for work or jobs or whatever else. Yeah, uh, this is pretty much going to be my job over the summer. Nice. Where I where I live, uh, there's really not much here business wise, you know, for kids to get jobs even. Uh, so I don't know. This is what I do. It gets me by. And um, okay, so what's What's next in store for your studio? Um, I'd like to move into something 3D. Maybe uh, start working with uh, Unity 3D or something like that in OpenGL and uh, move into either a racing game or a shooter game. Can't you do that in Corona or what's... Um, nothing 3D per se, only 2D games. Do people really do you think that 3D is going to make a huge impact on iPhone or Yeah, I, and I think it is already. I mean, How most so? like most of the top games out there, you know, they're by uh like EA and other, you know, big studios that are on other platforms. Um and you know, as the graphics and processing technology just gets, you know, faster and faster, you know, just more people are going to start playing more intense games like that. Well, I'm looking at the top games right now. Angry and, Birds number one. Yeah, that's not 3D. Yeah. Um, Words with Friends is not 3D. Angry yeah. Birds is not 3D. Tiny Wings is not 3D. I don't know about Doodle God, but that doesn't seem like 3D. <laughs> Let me see. One second. Yeah. That doesn't look 3D. Um, and I'm looking at the top grossing apps. And Texas Poker, that's not 3D. Yeah. Uh, Zynga Poker is not 3D. Tap Zoo, that's isometric. That's kind of like, you know, it's kind of fake 3D, but it's isometric. It can be done in 2D. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Is that does that mean um, that 3D doesn't really matter as much? I know there's there are some definitely some 3D games, but the EA games haven't really stayed up on top. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good point that you make. But um, I mean, I'm not going to be developing for iPhone forever. I'd like to, you know, move into other platforms and technologies, you know, maybe. Yeah. 
maybe even Xbox or you know something oh, yeah. more okay. like, like like a console type game. So you know, I'd like to at least learn it, see yeah. what it's, give it a shot. Um, you know, for you and your friends, do a lot of you guys have smartphones already, or um, I mean, do a lot of them already have Android, or or do people have iPhones, or are they just using iPods? Um, a lot of people I know have iPhones and Androids and stuff. Uh, I know That's a few it. people with iPods, but uh, a lot of kids in my school have smartphones. Isn't that a pretty expensive plan for kids to have? I'm just, I'm just surprised. I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. What uh, are, or do a lot of kids still have those older phones that aren't oh, really? Oh, a bunch of kids still have older phones, but I mean now it's a lot more common to see a kid with an iPhone compared to you know like a couple of years ago. The, you know, become a lot more mainstream. Gotcha. And so a lot of them do play their games then on their iPhone. Uh, yeah. I mean, are you playing mo- most of your games on iPhone and mobile devices versus Xbox even? Or? Um, yeah, I, I, it's probably about 50-50 for me. Yeah, so do you feel that in the future it's going to be even more on, the, on mobile versus Xbox? Uh, yeah, definitely. Especially as the graphics get better and better. Cool. And aside from physics genres, are there any other type of game genres that you do enjoy? I know you mentioned some 3D aspects, but are there any other specific game genres that you do like? Um, I really like casual and arcade type games as well. That's something that I'd be interested in working on soon. When you say casual games, like what types of casual games? Um, flight control. That's that would be a big one for me. And have you thought about actually using Corona to make um, applications? Like, they, I don't, you know, some people are actually using Corona to make applications rather than games. Because yeah. using Corona would have actually sped up probably development of even your first four apps, right? Like, oh, definitely. Yeah. So are you looking into applications or are you going to pursue this game route some more? Um, I'm looking at maybe releasing another like normal application or two sometime down the road. But uh, right now, I'd like to get another game or two out before then. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, what suggestions do you have then for other developers or student developers that are looking to get games out, you know, on mobile and get the whole experience? Um, Just, you know, give it a shot. Be creative. Uh, And it doesn't really matter uh, too much if you copy somebody else's idea, per se like something already on the app store because you know as my mosquito app showed you can you know still earn money from it you know still get a start and uh i don't know i just enjoy it overall it's something that i like to do um yeah and what what have you learned i guess from the whole experience because i mean it's a unique experience compared to most other kids so yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I've I've learned a lot of technical stuff, a little bit of marketing, how people shop. Um, I don't know, just stuff like that, really. Um, yeah, and what's I guess what's the end goal of your studio? Like, do you see yourself becoming or creating the next Angry Birds or what? <laughs> um, as much as I would love for that to happen, <laughs> I don't think it's you know very likely. You know, I don't. I can't compete to a multi-million dollar company in terms of no, market. But, but then again, very few people have done what you've done also, right? I mean, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean <laughs> my goal is to be a fraction of Angry Birds, and I'd still be very happy with that. Cool. 
So like like a million dollars or five million dollar studio or something. Oh, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so do you do you have a, any kind of plans to make that happen? I mean, what do you feel that you need to do differently to make that happen? Um, well, I need to work on marketing a lot more, get my sales up, and then uh, maybe start outsourcing a bit of work, which I plan on doing once I you know have a little bit more resources and capital behind me. Yeah. Just to speed up development and you know get a better end product, like maybe outsource some of the graphics work or some of the programming. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's you know there are other student developers who are also doing similar things. Do you keep in touch with them? I know they're on the internet. They they may not be in your like actual physical area, but they're on the internet or in the Corona forums. Do you keep in touch with them? You know, share ideas or suggestions. Um, not really. I mean, I've ran across other student developers, you know, with like their YouTube channels and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I don't really keep in touch with anybody in particular about it. Are you going to have your own YouTube channel? Maybe talk about your whole development experience, get a following or what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I've never really thought about that much before until, uh, right now, now that you mention it. But uh, I have a YouTube channel, and um, I mean, I'd definitely be interested in doing something like that. I think I could help teach a lot of people. Yeah, that might be a way to just get better exposure and ideas. So, yeah. Um, cool. So, where can listeners find out more information about your applications, potentially download them or play your game, uh, stuff like that? At fuzzblast.com or uh, ajmedia.us or my personal website, alexwin.com. Okay. And how do you spell fuzzblast.com? Is it? Uh, F-U-Z-Z-B-L-A-S-T.com. Great. Um, so we're talking with Alex, um, indie mobile studio developer and student. Um, thanks again for your time. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Bye.